Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. Today's scripture comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Let's give our attention to the reading of God's holy word. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your story. And most of all, we thank you for your son, Jesus, the one who has come to save us all. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. One of the first decisions that uh, parents make is what to name a child. I know that uh, my wife and I, we have, we have two boys, and there was a time in which we were going um, back and forth on names. She would throw names forth, and I would throw them back, as the way it sort of worked. Um, I did learn, though, that there's a, a new app now. I wish this would have been around when our boys uh, um, were around. It's a baby name app. And basically what happens is, is that she could kind of go, it's kind of like Tinder for baby names. So she'd swipe right on the names that she liked and swipe left, and then it would tell us what our matches were. Um, and that would have saved a lot of conversation in our household, um, if you will. Uh, choosing a name is a, is a difficult thing, and there's lots of things that you have to think about for the right name. Um, I, I was looking online, and I, on, like, I think it was babycenter.com. They said the five mistakes that people make in naming a child. And so I thought I would share these with you in case you're going to be doing that soon. Um, the first thing is that you have embarrassing initials, all right? Um, so I'll let you imagine what those might be. Um, the next one is uh, it would be too popular. So if you called this kid's name out at the schoolyard, you know, six kids would come running um, in that way. The third one is a lifetime of corrections. Who has a name that they have to continually correct people on, all right? I see, uh, I see some of those hands. Some of you are like, you tried to raise your hand, but mom or dad's sitting next to you, and, you know, you don't want them to feel too bad. Um, in one of my kids' classes last year, um, there, were, they, they, there was families that messed up on two and three because there was, there was three destinies in his class, and they were all spelled differently, and none of them were spelled destiny. 
It was the most confusing thing that I could think of, but that was, I just thought, those poor kids, they're going to spell, people are going to be like destiny, like, you know, like Luke, it's your destiny sort of stuff, and no, that's not the way it was going to work. The fourth thing they said was the nickname trap. Of course, kids can make all sorts of of nicknames, but they were especially thinking, they gave some examples of what would happen if maybe um, they shortened the first name to how it paired with the the last name. And so they they said, uh, for example, if your name was Harold Chin, um, that wouldn't work out too well if it was shortened to Harry Chin. Um, and then I, I really like this one. They said if your name was Robert Banks, that wouldn't be a very good thing because it would be Rob Banks um, would be a, a shortened version as well. And then one I had never thought of before, it talked about emails, all right, that what your future email might be. And so oftentimes, you know, companies, you'll, you'll start working for a place and they'll put your first initial and your last name. And so you have to be careful about what that first initial and your last name would be. And so they um, said, you know, you don't want to be like, if your last name's Roll, you don't want to have like the name Thomas Roll because that would be T-Roll or Troll at whatever whateverCompanyName.com. It's not easy to to choose a name, and and in the Bible, names were a huge deal because a name wasn't just something that somebody would be called. It was used to describe a person. There was meaning that was behind the name. One of the most interesting stories of this is actually in the Old Testament, Um, and there was a, a child that was born that was named Ichabod. Now, um, you may be familiar with from Ichabod Crane, but Ichabod in the Old Testament um, had a unique story to his name. Now, that name, Ichabod, means the glory has departed from Israel. And so what happened in the story is that his wife, uh, his mom, gave birth to him. But right before, he, but right before she gave birth, the, the child's dad and grandfather died, and the Ark of the Covenant was taken from Israel. And so here, this child was marked with this name. The glory has departed from Israel because of this dark time. And that was a reminder everywhere the kid went and as they raised the turmoil that this child was raised in. It made me think, when Joseph found out Mary was pregnant and he was trying to decide what to do, what was he, going, what was he thinking the name might be? And thinking how these names would would stand for something, the name that I sort of imagined that he would come up with would be the name Disappointment. That this isn't the way life should be. I'm not supposed to be this young man who's engaged to, to marry who I thought was an upright woman, but yet this is not the way it's supposed to be. And I imagine that when he first thought of Jesus, he wasn't thinking about the light of the world, but he was thinking it's not supposed to be this way. And I think that so often we can find ourselves in the middle of Christmas and we find ourselves in the midst of disappointment. That, that so often we can maybe name a season or, or a time in our life or a moment and maybe some of us are even in the midst of it where life just seems disappointing And all we can say about it is it's not supposed to be this way. It's not supposed to be this hard. It's not supposed to be this painful. I think of, uh, I have a friend of mine, and and earlier this year his dad passed away, and and then just uh, uh, about a month ago his um, wife and him, they found out they were pregnant, um, and they weren't expecting to be pregnant, and so um, they were just joyful about it. But then last Monday, they found out that they lost the baby. And um, as we talked earlier this week, my heart just broke because I just thought, it's not supposed to be this way. 
And when he looks back on 2019, he's going to see a year of heartbreak and disappointment. And maybe that's your story as well. You look back on this year and you just see that your heart is broken. Maybe the life that you imagined, the perfect life that you had planned for yourself has not worked out. You thought you'd be married with kids by now, but that hasn't worked out the way. Maybe the divorce is still hitting home. Maybe your finances are a mess. Maybe even Christmas hasn't gone the way it's supposed to. And maybe even sometimes Christmas in the midst of all this cheer, disappointment still reigns. And so I wonder if that's what Joseph was thinking, disappointment. But Joseph, being an honorable man, decided to do the honorable thing until an angel of the Lord visited him. And then he did the courageous thing. Now, an angel actually means messenger. So this is, um, when, when an angel comes, it's, it's somebody who has come to bring a message from God to people. And often when angels appear, the, that what happens is the first thing they say is, do not be afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but if an angel appeared to me, I would be terrified. That would not be what I would be expecting Right? I mean, can you imagine just, you know, hanging out at your house or even sleeping and an angel appearing? But, but this is the message that they said time and time again, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. And so in this message that, that the angel gave to Joseph, it was a message not to be afraid. And in fact, he, he gave him hope. And hope is not an idea, it's a person. And that person is named Jesus. And it got me thinking, what are people afraid of? What are you afraid of? I think there's so, many, so much of our life that we live in fear, fear of, of all sorts of things. And as I was thinking about what are the most common sort of fears, I, I came down to a few of those. I think one of the first fears that's most common is the fear of the unknown. There's so many times I wish I knew just a little bit more than I did. And there's sometimes where I just seem so terrified because I don't know what the future looked like. Earlier this year, uh, before we, we got here to, to Mustang, we were living in Tulsa, and, and we had this season of unknown. And it was just horrendous because what happens when there's a season of unknown is that you begin to speculate about all the possibilities of what might could be. And almost all of, a lot of them are really negative, and, and something happens that we just stack all those negative things and it just becomes paralyzing to us. We become people who fear the unknown. And so maybe there are some of you who you're looking ahead and you don't know what 2020 looks like. And, and to be truthful, you don't even know what Thursday looks like. And you're terrified. And what you need is somebody who is ahead of you on this journey. You need somebody who's further along than you are. You need a Messiah. Now, in our, our scripture today, it starts out and says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. Now, the name Messiah means the anointed one. Now, the anointed one is not just about oil that's happened, but the anointed one is somebody who has been set apart for divine use. The way I imagine it is that, is that this person is not just set apart, but they're set ahead. They are, they are ahead of us into this unknown future, we may, not know, we may not know what's going on, but we can trust that the Messiah does, that he's set apart and he's ahead of us. 
and that he is empowered for God's purposes. He's not just ahead in his way, but in the best way. And that God is there to lead the way. Now, one of the things about the anointed one or the Messiah is that he's unable to be harmed. Now, this is really interesting to me because Jesus died. He suffered and he died. Was he unable to be harmed? I think he chose to be harmed. So that you and I, when we walk through our own pain, we know that there's hope on the other side. One of the things I said a few weeks ago, I think uh, all my sermons sometimes run together. So if they run together for you, they run together for me too. But, but one of the things it said that, um, is that death never gets the last word, but it's about resurrection. That after death, there comes resurrection. And so we as people, we can believe to get through this unknown current and into this unknown future because Jesus has walked through this pain. And that the anointed one, the Messiah, is the promised deliverer who will deliver you from whatever you're going through. So I think some of us are afraid of the unknown. I think others of us, we, we are afraid of being alone, of loneliness. I know that this is something that is, is so common, that well, we don't want to be by ourselves, and that this is something that, that causes people to, to make all sorts of decisions so that they avoid loneliness. But here's the story, and what, what happens in our scripture is it says that there is one who is to come, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, and that literally means God with us. And so that no matter what we go through, we don't go through it by ourselves. There is another in the fire. There is another who walks with us. There's another who's in the midst of our story and in our pain and in our darkness that walks with us. And so I know that for some of us, maybe you feel like you've walked through alone, but you haven't walked through it alone but that God, the Messiah, Emmanuel, is with you. So do not be afraid, for I am with you. Now, the other thing that I think that people are afraid about is failure. And sometimes we don't even take chances because we're afraid to fail, and so we're not even willing to move ahead. But also times we are afraid because of how we failed. That we've dug this hole in our lives or we've experienced this brokenness. And because of that, we live in the consequences of our failure. And what we need in the midst of that is we need Jesus. Now, that Jesus' name literally means God saves. This is what Jesus does. It's in the name God saves. And that Jesus rescues us. And so if we're afraid of failing on this life, if we're afraid of getting it all wrong, what we need is Jesus, our Savior, to come with us, to pick us up, and to take us forward. One of my favorite stories, and it makes fun of pastors, but I'm over that, um, it talks about a man who fell into a hole. So this man fell into a hole, and and he's crying up, and he's he's looking up, and um, a, a pastor walks by And he says, Pastor, can you help me? And the pastor got a piece of paper, wrote a prayer, and threw it down into the hole and walked on. Later, a a doctor walked by. And he said, Doctor, can can you help me? Can you save me? The doctor wrote a prescription, threw it into the hole, and walked by. Finally, a friend walked by. And and he said, Friend, can you help me? And the friend jumped into the hole. And the guy in the hole said, What are you doing, you idiot? Now we're both stuck down here. And the friend said, but I've been here before. 
and I know the way out. See, this is what happened with Jesus, is that he knows the way out because he's been here before. You see, that's the message of Christmas, is that into this dark world, into this chaotic world, into this hole, and sometimes life and earth just feels so broken and, and it just feels so off that into this world the light has come, into this darkness God has come, into our pain Jesus has come, and he says, I know the way out. And this is what God wants for us. Jesus, the God who saves. See, names are powerful. And I don't know what you need today, but maybe you need the one who's ahead Who's, who's, who's further in that journey, who's beckoning you to come on. It's okay. You may not be able to see the path, but I've made the path, and it's okay to walk on. Maybe you're alone, and, and, and you just feel so alone, and, and you cry out finally, and you say, Lord, are you there? And I want to tell you, he's there. And in your darkest days and in your brightest days, he is there. And maybe you're in the hole. And Jesus is going to meet you there, and he's going to show you the way out. Because that's what he does. And so that's what we celebrate on Christmas. It's not about the eight-pound, six-ounce baby boy who was cute. It's about the eight-pound, six-ounce, or whatever he was, baby boy that totally saved the world. And we celebrate that today. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.